Gracenuts. We hope you've enjoyed the Christmas story these last few programs and that you've taken the time to read it for yourself. On our last program, Barbara Sandbeck told of the events that led up to the birth of Christ and described the surroundings in which the Savior of the world was born. Today, she will talk about the support players and continue with the reading of the Christmas story. Shepherds were the first visitors to see the newborn Christ child. The scripture reads, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. Why was this glorious message given to shepherds? They were not easily persuaded, and were ceremonially unclean, for they couldn't bathe for long periods of time. And they were notoriously untruthful. Why did God want them to be the first to know? Because Jesus came to the lowly. Matthew 9.13 records Jesus as saying that he did not come to call the righteous, rather sinners to repentance. Luke 19.10 states, The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. They knew their need of a Savior, and they immediately told what they knew to be the truth. They were not ashamed. And what did they tell? The greatest story ever told. A woman and an angel, a promise and a song, a word too grand for any mind to hold. A tapsel and a journey, a stable and some
to the elite as well. Reading from Matthew 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born a king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born, and they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it was written by the prophet. And they departed, and lo, the star in the east stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw a young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The Magi, or wise men, were Gentile astrologers who traveled a long way to worship him. Some say that Jesus was about two years old when they arrived there. These wise men were subjected to ridicule. If they were so wise, then why were they going to visit a king who was born in a cave? It's interesting. They were led by a star to the light of the world. They brought gifts to their king, gifts that cost them something. The gold symbolized Christ's deity, frankincense, his purity, and myrrh, his priesthood, and his death. This was used to both anoint and embalm people. What gifts will we bring Christ for his birthday? At one of our concerts, I asked the children this question, and a little girl raised her hand and said, I want to give Jesus joy. Then another little girl said, I want to give Jesus love. It got even better. After the concert, another girl said she had wanted to raise her hand but was afraid. I asked her what she had wanted to say, and she said, I want to give Jesus me. Those girls really had it together. That's exactly what the Lord wants. Jesus said, except you be converted and become as little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. He wants us to come to him with a childlike trust and love, willing to give him our heart. What gifts should we give? Ones that cost us something for sure. A costly gift usually involves giving of ourselves, spending time at his feet, worshiping him, 
thanking him for his goodness and praising him for his faithfulness. Remember the story of the little drummer boy? He was all excited about going to see baby Jesus, but he didn't want to go empty-handed. What could he give, though? He was just a boy and didn't have a lot of money to buy anything. He thought and thought, and then it came to him. He'd spent time practicing the drums, and he was getting pretty good at it. Perhaps Jesus would like his music. So he went in with the others, and, drawing near to the manger, he pulled out his drum and played as best he could. He was rewarded as he looked down and saw a smile on baby Jesus' face. In the busyness of our adult lives, let's stop and become like the little drummer boy and worship Christ the best way we know how. I'd like to close this program with one of the greatest Christmas songs ever written. Our family got together this week to record it for you. But before we sing, I thought you just might like to know the details behind how this song came to be. It was written during the Christmas season in the Australian Alps by a 26-year-old priest named Joseph Moore. There was a lot of singing during this festive time, but Joseph felt he hadn't heard the perfect song yet. He so wanted to write a song for the Christmas service, but didn't have time. A child had been born to a woodcutter's wife, and he had to go bless the child. Walking home, he found himself moved by having been there. The woodcutter's home was full of love, joy, and contentment, though they were poor. He was on one of the mountains overlooking the valley. The silence of the night, the starry splendor of the wintry sky, and the twinkling of the village lights invoked in him the words to Silent Night. He ran home and wrote until 4 a.m. On Christmas morning, he met with Franz Gruber, the church organist, who wrote the music in no time. Together, they had created the perfect Christmas song. From our family to yours, here's Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young virgin mother and child,
Thanks for joining the program. Has this ministry blessed you? If so, write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. Why not send along a Christmas gift to support this ministry? Your contributions will help us further the truths of God's Word. Join us on our next program. We'll conclude the Christmas story. <laughs>